Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, pubs and restaurant owners want to return to normal trading hours by next month. Representatives are due to meet government officials today about a plan. We're joined this morning on the programme by Adrian Cummins from the Restaurants Association of Ireland, along with Sabrina Amadeo from Tuscany Bistro in Limerick and Cahill Malloy of the County Event Industry Alliance. You're all very welcome to the programme. Good morning. Hi, good morning, morning Gillian. Hi. Sabrina, if I can start with you this morning, though, because there is a story on the front of the Limerick leader that is quite shocking, really. Um, It says that at least one hospitality venue in Limerick has been forced to deactivate its social media channels after coordinated online abuse from those opposing the use of vaccine certificates. Um, It goes on to say that another pub was targeted as well. It only tweeted saying that it was welcoming back its customers to indoor dining and it got vile abuse on Twitter and that there seems to be a campaign against the hospitality industry based on, you know, people feeling that this new, the the rules around indoor dining are discriminatory, words like apartheid and segregation being used. Sophie, what's your, sorry, Sabrina, what's your own reaction to that? Look, it's, it's, it's a really difficult situation, Gillian, and people have their own views. And you know what? They're entitled to have their own views. But what I don't feel they're entitled to do is to uh, attack an industry that's already gone through such a difficult time. And the hospitality sector really has had a tough time. You know, it's almost like we've been trying to run a race and keep up with keep up with the pace with our hands tied behind our backs. It's been, it's been incredibly difficult. So I do think it's a little unfair that people have targeted the hospitality sector because they have opened up and are trying to get back to some semblance of normality. Look, I do think that um, there's going to be a huge percentage of people that will support businesses. And I'd like to think that um, majority will support people and there will be a minority that are going to be opposed to reopening and call it um, COVID apartheid or whatever they, they call it. But at the end of the day, people are just trying to open their businesses, get their staff back to work and be able to pay their bills and pay their rent and pay their suppliers and, you know, get back to normal life. Um, It is going to happen. And I think we do have to have thick skin. Uh, A year and a half ago, I probably would have been very affected by negative reviews. Now I understand there's there's motive and there's all kinds of reasons why people would write uh, crappy reviews and let them off. We do have to have thick skins and we just have to keep going. I mean, some restaurateurs have been slated and they dust themselves off, they pick themselves up and they keep going and fair play to them. Um, So we do have to have thick skins. There are are going to be people out there that are not going to be happy that we are reopening, but they need to think about you know, everybody that's involved in the business and their families and their children that rely on them. And we can't keep surviving on a pup payment. We need to get back to normality. Adrian, is this a problem across the country? Uh, well, good morning and thank you for having me on your show. Um, well, we highlighted this uh, last week, uh, that this was an issue uh, restaurants and pubs and hotels were facing with regard to a coordinated campaign against our industry. We re- reported this to and we wrote to Google, to Facebook, and to TripAdvisor with regard to it. We also wrote to the Garda Commissioner. We received a very swift response from Angarda Shirkana. And the outcome of that is that anybody that is getting a, a negative review on their social media platform from a coordinated campaign should automatically 
reports to the local guard station immediately to be followed up for investigation. And uh, we, we're acting on that uh, and informing our members according so to us. And we're also now going to write to the Competition Authority uh, today with regards to uh, a coordinated campaign around fake booking uh, by the anti-vax uh, campaign, which is in this minority, uh, small cohort of people that's trying to cause disruption, disturbance to businesses. Not, uh, our industry is being Do you mean by booking and not showing up, like f- fake bookings? Yeah. Correct, yes. And we believe that is, in our opinion, that is borderline economic fraud. Uh, and uh, we are going to take further, further action on it. And uh, uh, calling in the competition authority now to uh, initiate an investigation into it and into those uh, involved in it. Uh, so that's where we are as an association. We're fighting on behalf of our members. To, to highlight those, these issues. But in the round, we are in a good space as a country now where we have indoor hospitality open. We are moving forward. It's not perfect, the new vaccine certification for our industry. We're uh, finding it very labour-intensive. It's onerous. There's a lot of paperwork involved. Uh, but uh, our, our main trust now is to move, move forward, start to scale down now the, 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 guideline, the restrictions that is on our industry over the next number of months ahead. Uh, and hence what we're looking for normal trading hours from September onwards, which will help public transport because what we're seeing now is everybody's piling out onto the streets at uh, the weekends when their guard are coming onto premises, clear premises off, uh, and everybody off premises at 11.30. Uh, that's causing a huge problem for us where you have lots of congregation outside of premises trying to get home or get use public transport, and that fuels the whole house party house parties as well. So we're in a new we're we're moving forward. We're working as hard as we can. But as your previous speaker said, you know, we are we're resilient, we're tough, uh, we're fighting back as best we can to save our businesses. Uh it has been fifteen long months for many some businesses, but we're 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 going to put up the best fight we can. As I said, we are also joined by Cahill Malloy of the County Event Industry Alliance. Cahill you're looking to see more events. Obviously, the, you know, things like live music, all of that has stopped happening. But with indoor dining returning, pubs would have had singers at the weekend. They would have had small bands, that kind of thing. When do you see that coming back? Well, hopefully sooner than later, Gillian. Just a, a little correction. I'm the founder of the Wedding Band Association. i speaking on behalf of the event in the Alliance today. Um, so look, I mean, we, we feel that there's been very lack of planning in the live music. And I echo uh, what Adrian says. Look, we're moving in the right direction. We fight for our business. We fight for our members. I mean, for Hall Martin to come out and say there'll be no, no change in the entire month of August as we near 75% of vaccination and soul destroying for, for musicians and people within the events industry. We look at the call for electric picnics to happen. We look at the call for wedding bands to, to, to get in the door and start playing at weddings again, 100 guests going to weddings. So we don't see the justification now where we're not being given a plan. We know Minister Martin is working hard and getting that, but we're going to lose another month of revenue in August. We should have had this in place, and that's our valid argument at the moment. There's absolutely no justification for us not being back to work. How are establishments handling it with people who've organised events and booked live music for this month? 
Well, I suppose in reflection to weddings, the couples are getting their 100 guests. But, you know, what does a wedding look like with 100 guests and no form of entertainment? Um, in relation to other establishments, they're just getting going. They're trying to get used to the passport, COVID passport thing. So the live music indoors at the moment in establishments like pubs and stuff is not permitted. Uh, at a wedding, a ceremony is permitted and there's a grey area there in relation to whether the band can play at the reception. But in the statutory instruments, it, it does clearly state that we can. But False Ireland's guidelines at the moment currently says no live music or dancing. And unfortunately, dancing was written into the statutory instruments last week. So dancing is now actually a, a, an offence, unfortunately. Gosh, it sounds like something from the movie Footloose. Well, you would think, Gillian, wouldn't you, after 16 months that you would be taking stuff out of the statute, not writing stuff back in. And I can see where President Higgins is coming. All these bills are being thrown at him. So we need to be getting a clear engagement from the relevant departments, especially uh, the, 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 the Taoiseach and, and Mr. Stephen Donnelly, Minister Stephen Donnelly, because there's no engagement, there's no word. We, we still don't know if live music is going to be allowed in September. We want to get back in August. So we're just left on the long finger. Nightclubs and, and, and musicians are the last, the last people standing here. It's an absolute disgrace. Sabrina, in terms of the, the restrictions as they stand at the moment, apart from requiring people to have an EU COVID digital certificate, what else is impacting on you as a restaurateur? Well, there's a couple of things, really. I mean, obviously, the COVID passport, it has had a huge impact because as one of, one of your, your previous speakers said, it, it's definitely kind of labour-intensive. It, it takes time. We've got to check passports, check IDs. So, you know, it's never a nice process. Obviously, uh, getting people back to work as well has been quite a challenge. Um, I think a, a huge percentage of people have changed their career path. They've actually left the hospitality sector because they've had a long time to spend time with their families and be at home, and they've just changed paths. Uh, Adrian, I'm sure, will agree that uh, you know the chefing uh, situation in Ireland has been a problem for for so many years and is becoming a, a lot more problematic now. Um, costs have obviously gone up. Um, you know, food costs have gone up, labour costs have gone up. So it's a challenge in, in all respects. But look, there's solutions to every problem and we just have to find them and drive on. And the abuse that's mentioned in that uh, Limerick Leader article, uh, it's online abuse. Is there any abuse well, at the door? There is. Oh gosh, there's people that, um, you know, People that don't want to accept rules, they feel that uh, there are rules and we try and explain that we would prefer not to have these rules in place. But unfortunately, we have to protect our staff and we have to protect our customers. So we have no choice but to uh, comply. And, uh, you know, the proof is that restaurants and establishments that are not complying have COVID and they either have to close down or, you know, they have, they have issues to deal with. And, and me personally, I don't want to have to deal with those issues. The most important thing is that I keep the team safe and our customers safe. So we do follow the rules, unfortunately. And again, I say I don't. I wish I wasn't in that situation. All of us wish we weren't in that situation. But, you know, we have no choice at the minute. We're also chatting to Adrian Cummins of the Restaurant Association of Ireland. Adrian, you know, the government initially said that they wouldn't be looking at something like a COVID passport. They backed down on that, probably because of the pressure of lobby groups like yourselves trying to get reopened. Do you, do you think you're in a better position now to negotiate on this, these opening hours? Well, at least we're inside the door talking to directly to officials. And for the first time in a long time, we were kept outside the door. We had to go through Fall Charlotte, uh, which, in my opinion, wasn't the right thing to do. We should have been dealing directly with the senior officials ourselves. 
Um, and that's that's where we are at the moment. Um, it, this isn't perfect, but it was the only way that we could get our doors open. Other other European countries have either followed Ireland's uh, lead, or we uh, Ireland has followed uh, the six European countries that had brought it in uh, for the last number of months already, including Denmark, uh, Luxembourg, Holland, Cyprus, and, and uh, Switzerland. So we're, you know, this isn't perfect. It's not here. We don't believe this will be in place forever and in a day because when we get to a certain threshold of the vaccination, whether it's 80 or 85 percent, and we're at 73 percent now, the population fully back, we have to look at a scaling back now of restrictions back fully where, you know, those in the live music industry have to be given an opportunity now to start to trade. I don't think the time is exactly now. I think that will happen in the next review in September. So we're give, we are giving the government a well-advanced notice now. So we don't want another 11th hour, quarter past 12 on a Sunday night, getting getting guidelines to open the following morning at, at 9 a.m. And then not knowing how this is going to be implemented. So we're, we're going to work with the government now over the month of August. Uh, you know, all, all holidays is off. We want to make sure we get get our industry back up and running. We roll up our sleeves. We want the officials on the other side to do the same thing. And uh, you can sense that, you know, from our industry, we are a can-do sector. Uh, you know, we have, we're, and we are very compliant because, you know, we are we were closed for 15, 16 but months. But just on that, you say you're very compliant. Anecdotally, we have heard from listeners that there are certain pubs and restaurants that are not asking for not asking yeah. every customer for yeah. their COVID passport. Yeah, so, and, and I would say very clearly here now is that if a customer feels that their that business is not doing the right thing, you sh- they should bring it to the attention of the owner, first of all. And second of all, if they don't see that any any anything happening, bring it to College Ireland. They're the ones that is uh, overseeing the, the guidelines. They, there is a regulatory enforcement group there, the environmental health officers, and health and safety officers, and then the ultimate uh, last resort is on garbage here, Tana. Uh, and that's if there is an t- absolute breach in total guidelines that puts public health at uh, uh, safety. In, 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 um, so we want to make sure that we do the right thing and everybody plays off the level playing pitch. Everybody is involved in this. And it's, it, it's, we're all in this together properly. So we've been very clear from the get-go. Any business is not doing it right, they have to be reported. And they have to make sure that they do it right. Because the business next door that is doing it right, it's costing that business more money to do it because they have to bring in extra staff to man, man the doors, check all the paperwork, do all of that, the regulatory enforcement of it. So, you know, fair is fair at the end of the day. But we, we don't expect this to be in place forever in a day. The sunshine clause that has this in place is on the 9th of October. The vaccination level is, is, is in. We're going in a really, really good direction here. You know, you can see it from the pictures from young people queuing for hours uh, over the weekend to get fully vaccinated or get vaccinated, I should say. You know, we yeah, I, th- I think it's a sign that the, the people are very keen to get back to normal. I just, Correct. Correct. just want to finish with Cahill. Cahill, a couple who have a wedding planned, um, you know, if they want, if they're want to have live music at it, do they need to put their wedding off if it's in the coming weeks or even in, you know, when do you see them being able to have that live entertainment? I'd love to give you that answer, Gillian. I really, really would. We don't know is, is the answer. Um, I know that there will be an announcement tomorrow. Uh, are we are we optimistic that this guideline will be lifted? No is the answer. But I know that Minister Martin's department is pushing very hard and we sent in many, many letters 
And all I can say to that couple is, is do the same, keep the pressure on. Um, again, like what Adrian said, look, come September, we'll be kind of closer to the 80% vaccination process. People are queuing. We're heading in the right direction. We're staying optimistic. None of us want to uh, break the guidelines. So what I would say to that couple is hang on in there because things are changing. Like Adrian said, in the 11th hour, we're getting these guidelines and that's not good enough either. I mean, what we would love to, for something to happen tomorrow is for them to give us a date. Then the couples go, we have the date because we know we're probably not going to be closed again. So we're heading in that kind of that direction. So what I would say to that couple is hang on in there, keep on pushing in letters to your local TVs and that's all we can do for the moment. But look, the eyes on the ball, Minister Martin's department is working very hard with the other departments to get us up. Okay, well, thanks very much for that, Cahill Malloy. There, we also had Sabrina Amadeo from the Tuscany Bistro, and also Adrian Cummins of the Restaurants Association of Ireland. Limerick today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live ninety five.